You're entirely bonkers, but I'll tell you a secret. All the best people are. Hello and welcome to episode 465 of Under the Cult of MS. That's a little Lewis Carroll from Alice in Wonderland quote. We're going to do a little reviews of comics before we do some previews of comics stuff to come in the future. And we're going to start off with Spawn number 332. And in this issue we get a little talk, a little conversation, a little confrontation between Spawn and Cogliostro. And we get to learn quite a bit about Cogliostro in this little storyline here. Uh, and our little buddy Sigor is back. That's awesome. I love Sigor. I love seeing him when he makes appearances. But it's going to be interesting how this whole... Uh, Thing plays out with this Cogliastro and in this issue he's kind of playing around with Spawn trying to get Spawn to open up one of the gates to let him go sit on let Cogliastro go sit on the throne if Simmons doesn't want it and he'll sit there and do Simmons bidding from the throne as he says, which you know is a big lie. But I never cared for the Cogliastro character, but he's he's always playing too too much towards the good guy side of things, and you know he's not. He's just evil. Then we have Vampirella Fairy Tales. This is a one shot by Dynamite Comics. Writer Sue Lee, illustrator Emiliana Pina, colorist Ellie Wright, letter Jeff Eckleberry. In here, it's kind of like you would expect some fairy tour, fairy tour, fairy tale style stories, starting out with a little Red Riding Hood, Vampirella uh, being the helpless little victim. Waiting for the big bad to show up. And we get to see what happens with a little little trickery that happens along with it. Uh, she, of course, comes across a witch in the woods. And the witch basically tells her a story of something that's happened gets Vampirella to go off and take care of this bean. Uh, the witch just so happens to make a nice little basket of goodies for Vampirella to have while she's waiting in the woods, hope, playing the innocent victim, waiting for something to attack her but it is interesting what happens when it does attack her and what it, what it becomes from this and what happens from this 
And we get to see a little play on some other things that I just can't give away. But it does go into kind of a ending that could could easily lead into some more stories in the future. But I don't think they're going to. I think this is just going to stand as a one-shot, which is fine, too. But they can always come back next year with another story in that basis and go off of how it ended. Then we got The Excellent, number four and five. By Peter Milligan, Michael Allred, Laura Allred. They lived, they loved, they fought, and they died a lot. The mutant team known as Ecstatics rose to celebrity acclaim by showcasing their death-defying missions to the adoring public. But after many missions and many replacement teammates, the team disbanded, never to be heard from again. This is until the daughter of former member Yugo Girl, Katie Jones, manifested teleportation abilities that attracted not just the survivors of Ecstatics, but also a new team of young eccentric mutants called the Excellent. Previously, after suffering some devastating losses, the Excellent's leader, Zeitgeist, has enlisted a few new and questionable teammates. One was amateur teleporter and escaped convict, Billy McMullen. His first job was teleporting the team into Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum to steal a spell from the Book of the Vashanti. Not to be outdone, Guy Smith has recruited journalist girl Joel to expose the excellence deeds and bring them bring down their popularity but now Zeitgeist has directed his out of control followers the girl Joe's home where they are being attacked yeah these two issues focus on the characters uh, the newer characters for the excellence and what they do and what happens to them because of what they do. Uh, our current characters bickering and fighting away. Our ecstatics crew fighting between each other. It's like everything's still coming around to just be all these characters constantly fighting and sexual exploitations popping up between all of them. It's just, these two groups just worked together and got rid of Zeitgeist. It would probably be a way better story, in my opinion. Oops. Dropping the microphone. Dropping the mic. But we get... To see a possible member getting, having something happen, and we end up losing them. Uh, we find out 
what Zeitgeist is up to. Uh, so more information about how he's turning on everybody and why anybody listens to this character is beyond me. I don't know. It's like he's using teleporters to get around and do things that he wants to do. Doesn't care about the rest of the crew as long as they pull their weight and do their things when they're needed, I guess. I am going off those basis because when I read these, I don't know. I just, they aren't, aren't really giving me a storyline that's grabbing me and holding me in. And I mean, the few characters I do like, we really don't see much from. So who knows? I probably won't like them when I do see more from. The other ones, I'm just tired of them all fighting between each other, bickering back and forth. I can't even keep track of who's on the excellent and who's on ecstatics. Other than knowing the characters from the ecstatics better than I do the excellence characters, but between the cross relationships and all the backstabbing and everything else going on, it's just I can't keep up with it. It's just doesn't have a grasp on me. And that's the downfall. So, and I'll finish out the run, but I just not sure if it's going to ever hit that mark that's going to make me say I love this run. <laughs> And something extreme would have to happen to make me want to go back and feel like I love the first four issues and stuff. No. I was looking forward to it. But I just can't. Can't get into it. I don't know what it is. I just think it must be the characters just aren't relatable enough or something. Or... We're not seeing the characters do enough. I find that I don't, know, I don't want to give that away either, but some of the characters have some fun abilities that we get to see, and then we never get to see them used when they should use them. I guess is what I'm trying to say. They're using them for oddball, goof around crap, and argumentative crap when I want to see them use it. To take out some baddies and get this, whatever they're trying to do. I know they're working with Doctor Strange and trying to hunt someone down. I can't even remember who that is. Yeah. Can't bring it up. But yeah, I think the main villain should just be Zeitgeist and they should just go after them. Call it the Ecstatics. Drop the excellent crew and just add those members to the ecstatics and the ecstatics can fight zeitgeist as far as I'm concerned. That would be a better story. But, hey, who am I to say? I'm not a writer or artist. I just read the stuff. So I am going to end it there and we'll get back to you with some goodies you can buy in the future. Right after this. 
Next up to buy, we have Nightwing Volume 4 2022 Annual Number 1. This is by DC Comics. Who is Heartless? Find out who the villain is behind the Platinum Mask and why he only collects the hearts of some victims and not others. And why he has no heart himself. Then, Bitewing, Year 1, follow Haley in her first year with her humans, Nightwing, and Batgirl. And see how she takes the bite out of crime in her first year becoming Bitewing. Huh. I'm curious who this character is. Might have to check that out. We'll see or catch it down the road. We have Ninja Funk. Number one of four by Whatnot Publishing. Alex Cormack channels the spirit of the famed Japanese franchise with this Pokemon-inspired cover of Ninja Funk's own furry mascot, Wolfgang. Frequency-bending warrior DJs, cyborg housecats, the broken rhythm of the universe. This is a comic like you've never seen it before. A fun, high-stakes adventure weaved together with face-melting beats. Ninja Funk follows a ragtag band of misfits as they attempt to save a universe that's off-key. That one's kind of got my curiosity. We have Nobody's Girls, number one of three, from Sumerian Comics. From the creator of You Promised Me Darkness, Emmett likes a very normal life until he finds a strange video that leads him on a peculiar search for a missing girl. A story about sex, violence, loneliness, and disappointment. Isn't that everybody's life? We have Nubia and the Justice League Special Number 1 One-Shot by DC Comics. After years separated from Man's World, the Amazon's most powerful warrior, and now Queen, has been called in to save the day and work alongside the world's greatest heroes. What danger awaits our hero and her new teammates? Find out in this special that shows a bright new future for the character Nubia. Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, number one by Boom Studios. In this epic post-apocalyptic tale, Mikao and Mezzi have never met anyone like each other and they'll need all the help they can to get to survive a planet ravaged by environmental catastrophe. This epic trilogy, each issue overflowing with 30-story pages, spans a lifetime as philosophical differences tear at the threads holding Mikao and Mezzi together. Will they, and the earth beneath their feet, ultimately be torn apart? New York Times best-selling Eisner. <sighs> I like apocalyptical stuff, but hmm. we have ones number one by Dark Horse Comics. 
Brian Michael Bendis comes the next best awesome super team to end all super teams. The Ones. Every single person in every mythology that was told they were the One are brought together for the first time to defeat the One. The actual One. The real actual One. This amazing new vision is brought to life by wonderkind artist and co-creator Jacob Edgar. Watch as he brings explosive comic splendor to this big new world. Think Good Omens meets Ghostbusters meets The Atom Project meets The Goonies meets Everything Everywhere All at Once meets um anything else you've ever liked. <laughs> Ah, uh, Brian. Yeah, that's one I'll probably hold on and grab on to. We have Packin's Land, number one, 25th anniversary edition. I know I got some of the old ones of these. Never read them, though. From Blood Moon Comics. In October 1996, the first issue of Packin's Land was published by Caliber Comics. This began the series on a journey that would span a quarter of a century and would go on to gain the accolades of the comic book industry. To commemorate 25 years, we are offering a full-color issue number one with a new wraparound cover. A series of strange events brings our hero Paul to a fantastic world called Packin's Land. There he meets a mysterious giant eagle of light who gives Paul a flash feather as a token of friendship. At the touch of the feather, Paul feels something magical. And as the eagle mysteriously vanishes, Paul realizes that he is lost in the, this new world. Soon Paul is befriended by a pair of talking animals who set off together to find the lost king, Ariah and to try to return Paul to his home. That's why I haven't read it yet. (laughs) Peter Cannon, Thunderbolt, Volume 4, Number 1, by Dynamite Entertainment. Dynamite's martial arts millionaire actioner hero returns in a high-adrenaline reimagining. The last surviving member of an Order of Mystics who have fully unlocked their brain's potential, arrives in New York City, New York City, to confront the renegade master who destroyed his teachers and his parents. Peter Cannon discovers this hidden one has enmeshed himself in the city's elite and marks Peter for death. Unfortunately for his enemies, though, Peter is the fabled lightning vessel of the Awakened, whose strike collapses time and defies even death itself. He is the living thunderbolt. (sighs) Damn it. Uh, Where did it go? Okay, I lost it. I tried to get it, Lenny. Where did you put your little friend? There he is. 
Sorry, people. I had to pick up a critter. we're we gonna find today huh the cat just lays right there so I gotta step over him and around him no respect I get no respect I tell you <laughs> all right I think I read that something about a martial arts millionaire back Peter Cannon that name is familiar I don't know if I know anything about that character, though. But, yeah, I just had to save a spider, get it out of the house. Can't kill it. <laughs> they eat the shit that I really ate. Uh, Peter Parker, Parker and Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Double Trouble, number one by Marvel Comics. Ah, Mariko Tamaki. They're friends, heroes, and sidekicks. Peter has dragged Miles into Take Your Sidekick to Work Day, and Miles is not amused. They're both Spider-Man, after all. So when Peter makes a mistake that unleashes villainous shenanigans on New York City, it's up to Miles to save the day and prove who's the true sidekick among the Spider-Men. Vita Ayala joins the fan-favorite team that brought you Spider-Man and Venom Double Trouble and Thor and Loki Double Trouble for a brand new adventure. We have Planet Hulk War World Breaker number one by Marvel Comics. Millennium, a thousand years from now, on the planet Sakaar, a young woman with green skin searches for the legendary green scar to help save her brother from a group of apocalyptic cultists. But which Hulk will she find? And after all these years, is he truly the Sakarson who will save us all? Or the World Breaker who will destroy us? A shocking expansion of culmination of the mythos of Sakar and the heart of the Hulks from Planet Hulk, scribe Greg Pack, and visionary Devil's Reign artist Miguel Garcia. Rated T. What's T mean? Try it? I, just, <laughs> I don't know. What, I, don't, I haven't followed ratings in a long time. Plush number one by Image Comics. Serial killing? Cannibalistic furries? Plastic and vinyl creators Doug Wagner and Daniel Hilliard are back. This time, they've recruited colorist extraordinaire Rico Renzi for this disturbing neon, neon horror spin on fursuit, psychopaths, and bizarre love. In plush, Devin Fulcher is coerced into attending his first furry convention. When he accidentally happens upon a group of furries devouring a human, the insanity begins. Do they just want Devin for dinner or something much more wicked? I mean, if it's zombie eating people, I'm in for it. 
But if it's cannibal style eating people, not so much. They have a Pokemon trader, Trainer Mission electronic game by Ultra Pro. Those things are always nice to have for car rides and stuff like that. There's a Pop Albums Alice Cooper Welcome to My Nightmare vinyl figure from Funko Pops. They also have Flash Gordon, well, Pop Albums Queen. Flash Gordon vinyl figure from Funko, which I was thinking that's kind of cool little crossover type thing. That uh, they're doing a lot of them now with these big comic style backgrounds and stuff to match up with the music related ones they had. The problem is they take up so much space. They're cool looking stuff, but Pop Games, Five Nights at Freddy's, Tie-Dye, Bonnie Vinyl Figure from Funko. And they have uh, Tie-Dye Foxy, which is really cool looking. I think Foxy looks the coolest out of all these tie-dye ones. But they never cut, they can always come out different because they're tie-dyed. So they aren't going to come out exactly like what you're seeing. Uh, Tie-Dye Freddy. And then they have Tie-Dye Bonnie Keychain, also Pop through Funko. They have a Pop NHL Avalanche Nathan McKinnon figure, which I'm going to have to get, of course, from Funko. Then they have a Pop NHL Blackhawks Patrick Kane, which I might have to throw in the set. They have a Pop Ride Super Deluxe U2 Octong Baby car with Bono. Bono, <laughs> Bono, <laughs> vinyl figure from Funko, and they got Popco, Pop Rocks, BTS, Butter, Junk, Jungkook figure, and they had the rest of the BTS characters, I can't think of, it's not Boys 2 Men, it's <clears throat> the Korean singing group, I can't think of it, uh, Pop Rocks, Elvis Presley, Pharaoh suit, figure. They have a Judas Priest Rob Helford Funko figure and a Bono uh, Zoo TV figure with the micro microphone stand. A pop television game of Thrones House of the Dragons Cyrax vinyl figure. Pop trading cards Patrick Mahomes the football fans from Kansas City Chiefs and they have Tom Brady and Dusty Rhodes for all the wrestling fans now we have Purple Oblivion number one of four from Sumerian Comics from the creators of Heavy Metal Drummer Jessica Knott, Dominatrix Disciplinarian Fetishist Fetishist sadist goddess or at least that's what her business card says enter peter a young man who's just found this card and is about to let his curiosity get himself into a situation with that begins with a cult but ends with something much more sinister <laughs> Ah, uh, Kevin Smith's just pushing stuff out lately, and we got Quick Stops, number one. 
by Dark Horse Comics. Enter the askew universe when pop culture nuisance Kevin Smith's brand new anthology series opens for business. Telling tall tales from the Jersey world of his classic comedies, in this premiere issue, Chronic Con guest of honor Holden McNeil tells Alyssa Jones and a packed podcast audience his story of going green with legendary loiters, loiters Jay and Silent Bob in the Quick Stop Cooler and how it directly led to the birth of his Blunt Man and Chronic comic books. Black and white comics like the Clerks films, more misadventures with Jay and Silent Bob, contains references to Kevin Smith's films like Clerks, Dogma, Jason Amy, Mallrats, and Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, I'll be grabbing that. Wish I would say how long the run's going to be, but who knows, it might go by how many characters jump on it. Now they have Quintara Stone number three. I don't remember number one and two. Is this different from Kid Slapshot? It's the same people. It's by Keen Spot Entertainment. I don't know. I'm confused, but we'll see what it says. After being injured, the balance drifts back to his first meeting with Quintara in late 1800s London. The two must team up to stop a demonic coven from abducting children. Will they save the day or be too busy fighting each other to stop Coven's plan? I just don't know why I didn't see the first two, so I'm confused about that. It looks a lot like the kid slap shot character, except for he's got a sword instead of a hockey stick, so I will have to find out. We have Red Winter Fallout, number one of four by Scout Comics. The last time we saw Joseph Winter, I gotta check my thing here, okay. He was fleeing the scene of a massacre at the Moscow oil refinery, which decimated the ranks of Kapotnia's rival gangs and left his father, Eli, dead. Now Joseph is on his own, desperate to find a way out of a city that seems hell-bent on killing him. Vasily Adropov is out for blood, and the Moscow police force is closing in too. But then, help comes from a very unlikely source. At the same time, local detective Max Veronin is assigned the refinery case, all while an American agent is tasked with doing whatever it takes to keep a lid on what really happened. Alright, we got Resident Alien Book of Love number one by Dark Horse Comics. The agent who is trailing Harry tries to help him solve his issues with the government, allowing things to quiet down a bit in patience. Henry... Harry and Asta grow closer, romance blooms, and guards are let down. Life always has a way of keeping things exciting, and big things can happen in small towns. One of the most charming and wonderful comics being published today. 
says Jeff Lemire. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, they have a Rick and Marty Outside World, Our Enemy, 1,000-piece puzzle by USAopoly. We have Rick and Morty Presents Beth, HMD number one. I don't know what the HMD stands for. Does it say anything on the cover? Nope. It's just her uh, scholastic labeling, I guess, by Oni Press. When a terrible accident leaves Beth unable to operate, she turns to a mysterious stranger for help, unleashing a terrible evil on the land. Can Beth fulfill her destiny and keep her humanity? What the hoof is happening? So it's a little Beth as Doctor Strange style parody storyline going on there. Then we have a Robin Hood last stop one shot by Xenoscope Entertainment. Deep below in the New York subway tunnels, Something is feeding in secret off the flesh of the city's lost souls. Fighting to save herself and a handful of passengers after a train accident, Robin finds herself trapped underground and in the creature's deadly path. Can she save everyone before the killer in the shadows gets them first? You'll have to read it to find out. Sabretooth and the Exiles, number one, by Marvel Comics. Sabretooth takes his destiny into his own clawed hands. The powers that be condemned Sabretooth to the pit for breaking the rules of Krakoa. Sabretooth should have been taken out a long time ago. The guy is just a dick. <laughs> but now he's free and ready to show the world you can't keep Victor Creed down. Even as the exiles from Kakoa speed along in hot pursuit, a new character in the fan-favorite saga begins in brutal fashion. But when Dr. Barrington gets her hooks in Creed, he'll be lucky to survive the first issue. Victor LaBelle and Leonard Kirk return for this unforgettable installment in the chronicles of one of Marveldom's most vicious mutants. <clears throat> These are always fun. I got Scary Christmas 3 Santa's Revenge by American Mythology. It's beginning to look a lot like the slaughter days. We're back and we brought a whole bag of wicked goodness to rot your brain and make sure the old fat man. Never moves you off the naughty list. These slices of holiday horror will stick to your guts better than Aunt Dirty's fruitcake. If you don't have the stomach for her feet, we're cooking up. Maybe you better stay at the kitty table this year. I love little mini stories for the holidays. They're the best. We got Scorn number one by Skeen, Skeen, Keen Spot Entertainment. 1990s bad girl character Scorn returns to comics after a quarter century in a boldly reimagined new series. On a backwards planet guided by an ancient rule book, 
teenage princess Kaylee assumed those rules didn't apply to royalty like her. But after the ruling council violates her privacy and discovers she's gay, a big no-no, Kaylee only escapes execution by being banished from her home planet forever. Now, living under the alias Scorn and exploring the galaxy along with fellow outcast Shez, she tries to find happiness until an evil act forces Scorn to return to the place she once called home. Now it's up to his former princess to teach her world that stupid rules were meant to be broken. I I have Scorn comics too, and I never read them, so guess I will have to check them out. Secret Invasion, Volume 2, Number 1, by Marvel Comics. The Scrolls are back. In a giant-sized issue kicking off an all-new five-part miniseries, when Maria Hill detects the merest hint of Scrolls, she acts quickly to put her defensive plans into action. And when Nick Fury is sent to investigate a Skrull sighting in Iowa, he finds the last thing he was expecting. Our pale blue dot is in their sights, and this time, Earth's old defenses won't work. Find out who you really trust. The invasion begins now. Alright, we get a couple more in here yet, I think. Uh, Skull and Bones, Savage Storm, number one, by Dark Horse. A merchant vessel on the high seas is besieged by a vicious crew of pirates. But the fighting is interrupted by a devastating typhoon. When the storm crashes in, it leaves Predator and Prey stranded on an island somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Discover the mysteries and danger that will betide them all. A giddy, a gritty story set in the merciless world of Ubisoft's upcoming pirate game. Set in a world of, of skull and bones, the game. I think I tr- played that game. I just couldn't get into it like the other uh, pirate game that was out around the same time. We have Skull Kickers 10th Anniversary Super Special Number One One Shot. And this is by Image Comics. When the Skull Kickers enter the Academy of Serious Sorcery, it'll take all their wits and steel to defeat warped wizardry, whimsical wands, and wicked witchcraft. Celebrate 12 years of skull kicking goodness with a brand new story of swords and sassery from Jim Zub and Edwin Wang seems like they're doing a variety of stories with that sorcery schooling or whatever so I'm curious what that's all leading up to we have smash up Disney edition board game get ready for fall I have some fun games to play. We have Soldier Stories, number one, one shot by Image Top Cow. 
features four compelling tales of military conflict, all written by veterans who served. These first-person accounts of real-life warfare have been reimagined across a variety of genres, from sci-fi to horror to personal memoir, all written by veterans who served from the Vietnam era to Afghanistan. What's it like to wait out a chemical attack? How does it feel to abandon your allies? In a world of push-button warfare, has killing gotten too easy? How do you go How do you go on when the war is over, but the struggle is not? These are personal stories, compelling stories, stories that will haunt and surprise you, because every soldier has a story. And that could be interesting. I like that it's done by real soldiers. All right, we're going to end it there because we're running out of time. So we'll get back with more stuff soon. Let's see what goodies we got today. Specs, number one, by Boom Studios. In this mysterious new series from writer David M. Bohuger and artist Chris Sheehan, what happens when a couple of misfit teens mail order a pair of x-ray glasses and realize they've received much more than they bargained for? But all Kenny and Ted want is to not feel like outcasts in their small Ohio town. Their world is turned upside down when the magic specs they receive unlock a world of possibilities. Their wishes start out innocent enough, but when they wish that their bully would disappear, things take a cursed turn, with far darker consequences than they thought possible. That little dinging that you hear in the background, I believe, is a comic writer artist for a wonderful new book that I'm working some deals with right now that will have some special stuff you'll hopefully get to see in the near future on my YouTube videos under the cull of MS. Same comic name, different comic channel. Uh, Spider-Man Lost Hunt number one by Marvel Comics. The Origins of Craven Finally Revealed. J.M. DeMates continues to spin new webs within the past, this time partnered with artist Eder Messias, revealing secrets and answering mysteries Spidey fans have been waiting for. Prepare to explore the depths of what made Craven the Hunter the powerhouse villain he was. As Peter Parker and Mary Jane prepare for their new lives in Portland, a man from Craven's past stalks them. Who is this mystery man? And what does he want with Spider-Man? 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 <laughs> Find out when we return to the time period after Spider-Man The Final Adventure with Peter Parker when Peter Parker was powerless. Actually got sucked into the Craven stuff. Didn't like Craven for the longest time. And I think it was Squirrel Girl that started it off where I started liking him more. 
Uh, but Squirrel Girl can make almost any character that, um, that's unlikable likable, I, I believe. Spider-Man MEA 037 60th Anniversary Mini Egg Attack Figure Blind Mystery Box. It's like, I hope they come with these little background things inset that they're connected to. And you can stack them and make cool things because Spider-Man hangs off them in all kinds of different directions. I want these. These, I can put them with my Deadpool ones. I think these would go awesome with my Deadpool blind mystery figures that have little containers with them. They're by Beast Kingdom. We have Star Trek Resurgence, number one, by IDW Publishing. On a windswept planet bordering the notoriously hostile Talarian Republic, a scientist on the cusp of developing technology that will revolutionize warp goes missing. The crew of the USS Resolute is tasked with an urgent stealth mission to recover Dr. Leigh Leah Brams and keep her research out of the enemy hands. Tune in. That kind of like rhymes. Make a poem out of it. Uh, tune in to the exclusive five-issue comic prequel to Dramatic Labs, highly anticipated narrative adventure game, Star Trek Resurgence, from Resurgence lead game writers Dan Martin and Andrew Grant, with art by Josh Hood. Star Trek's been sucking me in. I'm a Star Wars person, but uh, it looks like you get, they have issue two being put out at the same time. Well, they'll come out a month apart. For pre-order, you can get them at the same time. But yeah, the whole Paramount Plus, I believe it is, has me following at least three Star Trek series right now. So, Star Wars Celebration on the Go Lunch Cooler by Picnic Time. They have a Star Wars Chewbacca Bottle Cooler by Picnic Time. It's like having his big hairy chest with the bullet his bullet strap wrapped around whatever you're drinking <laughs> uh, we got a star wars hidden empire number one by marvel comics the mysterious syndicate crimson dawn and its leader lady kira have become the galaxy's most wanted criminals as emperor palpatine realizes the scope of Kira's plans against him and moves to destroy her. But Kira still has tricks up her sleeve. And with the help of the Knights of Ren and her many other allies, she will not go down without a fight. Next up we get Star Wars High Republic Adventures Volume 2 Number 1 by Dark Horse Comics. The first one I got a glimpse at a couple things and they're wonderful i'd love to read the whole run eventually someday but i will wait and trade it all out from young padawan sav maligan joining the ranks of the noble jedi order has been all she's ever wanted but a chance encounter with a crew of eccentric misfits makes her question everything she's taken for granted in her life Trapped aboard the ship of infamous space pirate Maz, Maz Kanata, will say, will save ever, 
Is that her name, Save? I thought it was Saab. They have Save here, but will Save ever be able to rejoin the Jedi? And if she spends much, much long with Maz and her crew, will she even want to? I think it's supposed to say much longer. Right, for a Star Wars series that focuses on coming up with tons of special wording and everything. They got problems right in the <laughs> intros, or at least that's probably someone else that does those, I guess. We have Star Wars High Republic Blade, number one, by Marvel Comics. Hundreds of years before the Skywalker saga, witness the rise of a legend, the mighty Jedi Porter Angle, perhaps the most skilled light- lightsaber wielder in the High Republic. With his fellow Jedi Knight Barash, he travels the galaxy serving as a guardian of peace and justice. But even Porter Engel has enemies he cannot defeat. I mean, obviously, all these characters that we're learning about are pre-Vader, so they aren't around anymore when Vader's around, so they obviously aren't as good as they think they are, maybe? Star Wars R2-D2 Topanga Cooler Tote Bag from Picnic Time. Then we get Star Wars Revelations One Shot. This is also by Marvel Comics. The can't-miss Star Wars issue of the year. After War of the Bounty Hunters came Crimson Rain. Now in the midst of, of Hidden Empire, Kira has shaken the galactic landscape to the core. But what lies beyond the rebellion for the Empire? What role do bounty hunters play? And what is happening to Dr. Aphra? Witness the next step in the legacy of heroes and scoundrels in the galaxy far, far away, as Mark Guggenheim is joined by a ragtag team of artists to bring you an explosive tale you won't soon forget. The path to the future of Star Wars starts here. But does it? Does it really? <laughs> Seems like this goes way back to like still the beginning. Uh, Star Wars Yoda number one by Marvel Comics. It's like all these characters just hiding in a mountain somewhere, just waiting to come out after the Empire is taken down. I just don't understand. I don't know. I suppose I just gotta read the stories to find out. All new adventures for the greatest Jedi of all time. To some, he was a legend. Did I say it? Star Wars Yoda number one by Marvel Comics? I don't know if I said it or not. <clears throat> to some, he was a legend. To others, he was a teacher. Now Yoda is all but forgotten. Living in exile and haunted by the past, as a strangely familiar voice echoes through the swamps of Dagobah. Yoda must revisit the many lessons he has given over the years, from the days of the High Republic to the chaos of the Clone Wars. In the first of three story arcs, a desperate cry for help reaches the Jedi Council on Coruscant, and only Yoda can respond. But how far will he go to protect a community from attack? <clears throat> Excuse me. 
scratchy, crispy, <laughs> crispy, scratchy throat going on here. Yeah, it's Stargirl, The Lost Children, number one by DC Comics. An epic teenage DC hero event brought to you by Teen Titans writer G.F. Johns and iconic Young Justice illustrator Todd Nyuk. When Stargirl of the Justice Society and Green Arrow's ally Red Arrow discover a tragic teenage hero from the past has gone missing, they set out to find him, only to discover he's not the first teenage hero of the Golden Age to have vanished without a trace. But where have they gone? Who are they? And what does the childminder want with them? They have a super action stuff casket of cruelty figure accessories set from Happy Cat Industries, LLC. And then we got Superman KLL Returns Special Number One, One Shot by DC Comics. KLL has returned from his long sojourn to War World. But what ramifications does this hold for the broker for the broader DC universe? In this special issue, we'll spotlight KLL's reunion with the Dark Knight, Jimmy Olsen the Justice League, and Lex Luthor. Plus, witness the never-before-revealed look at the moments leading to the Superman's abduction by Pariah in the Dark Crisis event. The march toward Action Comics number 1050 continues in this essential special volume. And they have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Best of Leatherhead, number one one-shot by IDW Publishing, which that one I'll pick up since I got the four turtles. Not sure if I got any of the other side ones, but definitely Leatherhead is one of my favorite characters, side characters. And we got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, The Lost Years, number one by IDW Publishing. In the smash hit miniseries TMNT, I just got to check things quick. Okay, The Last Ronin, readers witnessed the final gut-wrenching days of the heroes in the half shell. For Michelangelo in particular, the march to his heart breaking last battle was long and dangerous, taking him from New York City, New York City, to Japan, across Asia and Europe, and then back home again, to administer final justice against those guilty of killing his family. But what happened during those fateful years when he had only the need for vengeance and Master Splinter's journal to guide him? What battles did he fight? What hard lessons did he learn? The time has come to find out as original miniseries writers Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz. It looks like it might. It's getting a little dark out there. Uh, Joint artist 
Ben Bishop to reveal what adventures the last Ronin experienced during his vengeful journey while in the present. A new master, Casey Marie Jones, prepares her young Terrapin student to be the next generation of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I love the last Ronin run. It was heart-wrenching watching, reading about what all happened and stuff, but it was a written very well and i'm looking forward to seeing what mikey was up to before all that happened so not sure if it's going to be like a four or five issue run like the ronin run or what they have planned they don't have that on here though but i'm sure it is definitely a must-have for a turtles fan they have thanos death notes number one 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 shot by Marvel Comics. Spinning out of Donnie Cates and Nick Klein's Thor comes an all new Thanos one shot with Ron Lim's return to the Mad Titan. Thanos is missing, presumed dead, but Thor has seen a vision of his return, and it is enough to make even a god fear. To prepare himself, to prepare the universe. Thor desperately searches for answers in Thanos' past and finds a glimpse of the Marvel Universe's dark future. It's like, when are we going to get a heavy main character that's not Thanos? (laughs) I know lots of people like the character. I just, he drives me nuts and I'd love to see. So, you know, there's bigger, better, better characters out there that could be taken on the Marvel Universe, I believe, in my opinion. They have a Thor Love and Thunder LS090 Jolner life-size statue by Beast Kingdom. That's pretty cool. Have a life-size Jolner Thor's hammer in your house and it's got the updated version where the hammer cracked and got put back together with Thor's dad's soul or something in it. I didn't see what happened with all that, but I've been reading comics where his father is is somehow connected to the hammer now. Especially in the Hulk, the current new Hulk run, I believe volume five. They have a Three Stooges Curly Celebration by American Mythology. I'm guessing it's a one-shot since it doesn't have a number. Well, it's got a number one on the comic. Let's see what we got here. See if we got anything interesting. Hello, WKRB, live on the air. You going to talk? You can sell me whatever goods you want to sell me, telemarketer. Telemarketer calling from Washington. (laughs) Don't think so. All right. I said the name. Yep. Spread out, you numbskulls. Everyone's favorite stooge is back for a curly celebration. Three creative teams provide different wacky curly stories to make you nyuck. Nyuck, 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 all the way to the comic shop. These stories are fun for everyone and a perfect way to share your love of slapstick goodness with the family this holiday season. Join us in celebrating all things curly as the lovable lunk 
takes center stage in the special commemorative issue. And it's like, I'm not a fan of the Stooges anymore, but Curly was my favorite, of course. So if I had to read one, that would be the one that I wouldn't mind getting. Next up, we got Tiger Division, number one. This is by Marvel Comics. Fierce Fighters, the defenders of South Korea take center stage in their first ever solo series. You'll learn more about Taiguki, a powerhouse with a heart of gold, Lady Bright, a card-wielding sorceress, Mr. Enigma, a street-brawling demigod, the general, a living totem, and Gun R2, an android with an attitude. They're joined by fan favorites White Fox and Luna Snow to form an unstoppable team. Created by our own unstoppable team, writer Emily Kim and artist Chris Lee. This is one epic series you won't want to miss. I know nothing about these characters. How come they're talking like I should know about them? I think Tiger Division was brought up in one of the comic runs not long ago. They have a TMNT Mirage Comics, Casey Jones 7-inch action figure, and they had some other TM, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures, but Casey Jones is, was my favorite out of the ones they showed. This is by NECA. So if you want some figures like that, check that out. They have Tomorrow Girl vs. Common America Red, White, and Bruised One-Shot. Or Cayman America. American Manja Masters Timothy Lynn and Ben Dunn. I love Ben Dunn's Ninja High School work and Warrior Nun work. I've followed quite a bit of that. Bring their creations together for an all-out brawl between two battling beauties. Powerful heroes Tomorrow Girl and Cayman America both want the best for mankind, but with very different approaches. So when paths cross, they end up clashing and bashing their way through an Amazonian alien race who have come to Earth to steal its man power. It's up to two greatest the two greatest fighters on the planet to stop them if they don't kill each other first. I don't know nothing about these characters, so it's not something I'm going to hop on now. I know Tomorrow Girl. I got some Tomorrow Girl comics from the past, but never read any of them yet. But they have Toxic Crusader Ultimates W3 Junkyard by Super 7 Media. I love the Toxic Crusaders. I wish that cartoon was still going today with new episodes. But they have Radiation Ranger. They also have Toxie. That's the one you got to get. It's the most important, the Toxic toxic Avenger, Toxic Crusader. But all by Super 7 Media. They have a Transformers Best of Shockwave number one, one shot from IDW. And they have Transformers Best of Windblade number one, just like the Turtles Best of, same layout. 
awesome way to do it with all your characters to get all the introductions out. We have Traveling to Mars, number one, by Ablaze Media. From two-time Eisner and Harvey Award nominee Mark Russell and hot new talent Roberto Millet comes a compelling new sci-fi series. Traveling to Mars tells the story of former pet store manager Roy Livingston, the first human to ever set foot on Mars. Roy was chosen for his unlikely mission for one simple reason. He is terminally ill and therefore has no expectation of returning. Roy is joined on his mission to Mars by Leopold and Albert, two Mars rovers equipped with artificial intelligence, who look upon the dying pet store manager as a sort of god, against the backdrop of not only his waning days, but those of human civilization as well. Roy has ample time to think about where things went wrong for both of them and what it means to be a dying god. A riveting story of planetary exploration and of finding meaning in your final days. Wish they had some artwork for that. All right, we got Two Graves, number one by Image Comics. Amelia and the man with the veil of smoke have set out for the ocean in a stolen truck. There's a bloody handprint on his neck. She's beginning to worry it's hers. Death and the maiden go on a road trip. Nobody gets out alive. A new series from writer Guinevere Valentine. Illustrated in competing points of view by Annie Wu and Ming Doyle. I like that they're doing competing points of views in this art-wise. So it could be an interesting way that they're going to draw this. I'd love to see the artwork of this at least. We have Undead Ed, Graveyard Ed, hardcover by Rocket Ship Entertainment. After being declared clinically dead, traveling salesman Ed Zamza tries to go on with his life regardless of his strange condition, as if things weren't hard enough without being dead. Well, you're not going to give us much more than that for a description for a trade paperback? Come on, people. You're not doing good as a sales team. They have an unholy number one through five stunning covers bag set of five comics from Boundless Comics. They have a Universal Monsters vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Splinter as Van Helsing Ultimate 7-inch action figure by NECA. They had other ones too, but a Van Helsing Splinter, I'm thinking my wife once my wife needs that in her collection uh there's an unofficial zelda cookbook so if you want to know how to make some tri towers and <laughs> different type of zelda related foods it's got 50 delicious recipes from the kingdom of hyrule so Sure, they're going to come up with some pretty fun and interesting ones. There's Unwanted Number One. 
A group of teens are abducted and brought to a secluded tropical island with no explanation, no supplies, and no way off. Well, they can swim. Left to their own devices and forced to find a way to survive, they soon discover they aren't alone, and their fellow inhabitants are hostile. Things become more complicated when boxes begin to appear on the beach near their camp with weapons and supplies of unknown origin inside. Part Lord of the Flies, part Hunger Games. This is a story of survival where you can't trust anyone. Can you ever trust anyone? Just make sure you're the first ones to get to those boxes and stay as a group and work together. and Make sure no one in your group is going to screw you over. Uh, it looks like... We're going to have to end it there. We only got a little ways to go yet, but we're running out of time. So we will end it there and we will get back with more good stuff right after this. All right. The final items for this month's goodies that are coming out. Probably in a few months, somewhere near near you or online. Starting with Usher of the Dead, Gaijin, in Tokyo One-Shot from Blood Moon Comics. An American Gaijin in 1999 Tokyo discovers her Japanese neighbor has just murdered her husband. And she's not surprised. His temper, mixed with her subservience was a surefire imbalance destined for disaster. But Surreal, the usher of the dead, who orchestrates these life transitions, may find the strings of the living are being pulled by an ancient spirit. Uh, here in Gaijin, I'm thinking Gaiju. Godzilla stuff, Gojira. Let's see here. Those are all ongoing. We got Vampirella doing another crossover. Vampirella versus Red Sonia number one by Dynamite Entertainment. It's a monumental clash of titans that had to happen. I thought they did fight. Could have swore they fought many times before. From master storyteller Dan Abnett, both Vampirella and Red Sonia were recruited by the project a cosmic collection of superheroes sworn to protect all known universes. But Vampirella is now considered a murderous criminal, and she's capable of defeating any hero. Unfortunately for her, Red Sonia is no hero. It's a universe-spanning action-packed battle royal from start to finish by Dan Abnett and Alessandro Rinaldi. And I know they at least fought each other de- when they were both dead, zombified, or whatever you wanted to call it. In that, oh, it's actually a current running crossover right now with Panther and Vampirella on one side having to try and work with Red Sonia, but everybody wanting to kill each other. Always oh, so much anger. Can't work together. (laughs) 
Van Helsing, Rites of Shadows, One-Shot, by Xenoscope Entertainment. As Lysel Van Helsing continues to uncover the secrets within her father's extensive journals, she finds herself in New Orleans in search of a mysterious and dangerous being who has been terrorizing families and stealing their souls. Guest starring Mystery... This issue will send Van Helsing down a path of discoveries that will change her life forever. I like that mysteries in this one again. I like when they cross over characters that I enjoy together. Since it's a one shot, might have to pick that one up. We will see. I'll leave it on my list for now. I got Voyages, number one, by Image Comics. B-O-Y-A-G-I-S. What if one of the Voyager probes was found by aliens on an uninhabitable planet laid to waste by a wandering black hole? The resources dwindling and under the thumb of a relentless tyrant, alien hero sends discovery of the probe leads to adventure and possible salvation for her and her people. Boyagas is a five-issue miniseries and star artist Sumai Kesgen's writing debut. The cover's got a pretty interesting set of characters on it. Look like some fun alien species. I wouldn't mind getting to learn a little bit more of them, but I'll wait to see what happens with them and where it goes trade form. We got Waller versus Wildstorm number one by DC Black Label. In the early 1980s, as the Cold War stubbornly refuses to thaw, a new battle heats up for the soul of the intelligence agency Checkmate as the agency's superheroic public face. Jackson King, a.k.a. the Armored Battalion, former leader of Stormwatch and the symbol of American might, has long suspected that Adeline Kane is up to dirty tricks overseas, engineering horrors that betray everything he believes about service to one's country. But King doesn't know that Kane has a clever new ally an ambitious young woman named Amanda Waller. She has her own ideas about how metahumans can serve their country, and honor, dignity, and long lives don't factor into them. I just thought the cat wanted in. Uh, we got National Security Reporter Spencer Ackerman, Comics and video game writer Evan Narcissi and veteran artist Eric Battle celebrate Wildstorm's legacy of espionage flavored superhero morality plays pitting Stormwatch against the deadliest people in the DCU including Deathstroke himself. Take it. Took a swig of water just before I started doing this. Throat just wasn't doesn't want to agree. 
See Waller's starting to pop up all over the place again. I might actually get to learn more about this woman. This evil, evil gal. <laughs> Maybe she does have a heart of gold. Wildcats, Volume 6, Number 1 by DC Comics. Spinning off from the pages of Batman comes a sense-shattering new series. The Halo Corporation has gathered a motley crew of operatives led by Cole Grifter Cash, who are going to make the world a better place, no matter who they have to kill. Working in the shadows of the DC Universe, this new covert team has been tasked with gathering an elite, elite group of scientists for the first phase of their plan. But the cat's mysterious leader, Void, might have other plans. Grifter. Never really understood that character. But I also never really read anything about that character. So. <laughs> uh, this is more Wildstorm stuff. Jeez. Wildstorm 30th Anniversary Special Number 1 One-Shot. Was it 30th Anniversary of not <laughs> seeing anything from him? <laughs> I'm such a dick. Uh, this is... One Shot by DC Comics, written by Matthew Rosenberg, Brandon Choi, J. Scott Campbell, Brett Booth, Ed Bryson, Bryson, and others. Art by Jim Lee, J. Scott Campbell, Brian Hitch, Brett Booth, and others. In 1992, Jim Lee changed the course of comics history with the founding of Wildstorm Productions which would revolutionize the business and launch the careers of so many top creators. To this day, 30 years later, the impact of the imprint, its characters, and its creators is still felt. In honor of, the, of this legacy comes a 100-page giant that pays homage to the past and looks towards the future. Part of this mammoth special will be reprinting, for the first time in periodical form, short stories from the acclaimed Wildstorm, a celebration of 25 years hardcover, including stories by Jim Lee, J. Scott Campbell, Brett Booth, Dustin Nagayan, and more, plus new stories featuring Wildstorm characters in the DC Core line charting their future in the DC universe. I know I got a bunch of Wildstorm stuff from the 90s. Couldn't tell you much about it, though. <laughs> they have a Wonder Woman number 204, facsimile edition, facsimile edition by DC Comics. They have a Word Fever electronic game by Ultra Pro and those little word party games or electronic ones are fun if you're stuck in a car. Uh, they have a Wordle, the party game, of course, by Hasbro. You knew that was going to happen because that thing was so popular. And I don't hear not 
much of anything about it anymore, so I don't even know if it is still popular. Uh, World of Archie Jumbo Comics Digest, number 125, by Archie Comics. Two brand new stories. First, Santa sends his favorite elf and fairy on a mission to Riverdale to stir up as much Christmas spirit as possible. It's girls versus guys in this the quest to show off the most Christmas spirit. Sugar Plum heads up the girls team and Jingles heads up the boys. Boys won. A rivalry <laughs> tongue twister. A rivalry that winds up sending Parrot Riverdale into a jolly overload. Then there's an armature pet show. I think it's supposed to be amateur, but we'll see. Inside. Or in Riverdale. (laughs) Oh, this is rough. And and the kids are showing off all their pets. But when a supervillain arrives to kidnap the animals, who's going to save the day? Enter Captain Flag, along with his trusty eagle Yank, (laughs) by his side. Will a dynamic duo be able to save the beloved pets and return them to their rightful owners? Uh, I wonder if that's a little play on the Peacemaker character. A little parody on it. At least hopefully John Cena's not playing the part. Yeah, World of Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comics Digest number 20 by Archie Comics. Which is refusing to load because it doesn't want to be sold, I guess. We got brand new story, Merry Jinxmas. The holiday season has everyone in the festive spirit that is until human bad luck charm Jinx Malloy comes to town. Can everyone manage to avoid Jinx's wave of unfortunate events, or will they all end up on the naughty list? (laughs) We have Exo Man of War Unconquered, number one, by Valiant Entertainment. Warrior, Slave, Liberator, King, Arik of the Kai, has lived many lives. Now his past, present, and future collide as Valiant's Exo Manowar returns in an unforgettable new series. Becky Cloonan, Michael W. Conrad, and Liam Sharp bring Exo Manowar to planets, to new planets, old villains, and brutal destinies. Exo Manowar is alone in space and stranded on a distant world. Battered and defiant, but never defeated, put the king back on his throne as Exo Manowar charts an epic return on its 30th anniversary. Yeah, yeah that's Extreme X-Men Volume 3, Number 1. By Marvel Comics, the Extreme Team is back. Legendary X-Scribe 
Chris Claremont reunites with artist Dino Salvador La Roca for an all-new story set just after the groundbreaking original run of Extreme X-Men. A powerful psychic attack on Kitty Pride from her old enemy Ogun brings the Extreme team back together for a high-stakes mission. But what secret is Ogun hiding? And will even the combined might of Bishop, Sage, Gambit, Rogue, Rachel Summers, Storm, and Wolverine be enough to stop his hideous plan? The excitement starts here with the kickoff to the arc that will have wide-reaching implications for some of your favorite X characters. <laughs> X-Men's trying to make a comeback. And I guess the last thing I got is U2's Stranger Things Demo Gorgon Final Figure by U2's Incorporated. And they had a bunch of other kids and characters from the series, so you'll have all kinds of fun to buy in the future if you're into Stranger Things. And that is it for today and for this month. And we'll get back to you with next month's variety of goodies coming out in the future. So take care, and we'll talk to you again soon.